What is up, everyone, and welcome to ADC Sports Dallas Primetime. I am your host, Mauricio Rodriguez, streaming with you live every Sunday through Thursday night at 8 p.m. Central here on Dallas on the Man Sports Talk Network. Primetime is brought to you by our friends over at Freeman Mazda. We will talk more about them, the ride of the week, and the Freeman Mazda Dallas Cowboys stat of the week is coming your way later in tonight's show. And as always, remember that for more Cowboys content, you can check out the website, adzsports.com slash Dallas. We've got you covered with the latest Cowboys news analysis and opinion. And tonight on the show, speaking of news, We'll get into plenty of them. One and the main one maybe of the night is the fact that Tyron Smith went down injured in practice today. The Dallas Cowboys are practicing in Frisco once more. They're back at the star and Tyron Smith got hurt. We've got video of it actually. Shout out to Charlie Thomas on Twitter who was tweeting this one around. He was tagging just about everybody that he could think of. So shout out to Charlie for you know doing his thing and trying to get as many eyeballs on the actual play that Tyron Smith went down in. We'll talk about some of the details. We'll also talk about Mike McCarthy discussing the left guard battle and an eyebrow-raising comment that he made, pretty much indicating that Connor McGovern is your week one starter at left guard. And later on the show, in the second half, we will get into Michael Gallup and maybe end the show with a little bit of positive news because everything that has to do with Michael Gallup today was positive. So do me a favor, hit the like button and let's get right to it. Tyron Smith. And this is a tweet from ESPN's Todd Arker. He walked out with the trainers. Josh Ball took the reps at left tackle. He had been dealing with an ankle issue, unsure what's wrong, and try to find out post-practice. This is Todd Arker earlier this evening. And since then, what we have learned is that the Cowboys will actually evaluate Tyron Smith's left knee. He is going to be getting an MRI in order to confirm how concerned the Dallas Cowboys are. Uh, according to Michael Gelkin, there is cautious optimism in Dallas. And Michael Gelkin from the Dallas Morning News also tweeted out earlier tonight that Connor McGovern said that Tyron Smith had given him a nice, reassuring grunt like he usually does. That probably means nothing. Um, I mean, we, we want to be optimistic, of course, but definitely the Cowboys will want to wait until the MRI comes back to know how concerned they should be about the entire deal because this is a this is a big problem for Dallas one thing is to be nursing some ankle injury throughout camp and and another is to actually go down you know needing to be taken out of practice and all of that and especially when you have the track record that Tyron Smith has in the injury department it's definitely not great so let's take a look at the video though you will see Tyron Smith getting to the second level trying to block Leighton Vanderesh, and then he goes down. And one thing that I would point towards is the fact that he starts grabbing his left knee. Now, this is an important warning. There is so much that can go on in a football play, and things happen at such a fast pace. And unless you are pro football doc, who is a former NFL doctor who has actual medical studies, uh, maybe 
let's not take too much away from this following clip because I don't know, it's tough to evaluate. Even pro football doc, who once more is experienced, he has the education to actually evaluate injuries based on video. Even he gets it wrong because video is such a limited amount of evidence, right? So let's let's take a look at it. This is Tyron Smith's injury and credit to Charlie Thomas who tweeted this one out on social media. I think it doesn't have audio. So there you go. You can see, I will play it again. Don't worry. Tyron Smith tries to get to the second level on display, tries to get his hands on Leighton Van Der Esch. He goes down awkwardly and starts grabbing his left knee. And it's immediately surrounded by Michael Parsons and Connor McGovern. I will play it once more. Really, you don't, you don't get to see a lot from it. It does look like it's a non-contact injury based on the video. But once more, uh, the, the shot is very limited. And of course, you only get the, the quick clip of it. So maybe don't let, let's not make too much out of that. But it does look like a non-contact injury. And we will have to play the patient game. The patient's game as we await for confirmation by the MRI that it's not anything serious. If it is. And forget about season ending. Like, say Tyron Smith has to miss multiple weeks of the regular season. Then you are in big trouble. Big, big trouble. Because the Cowboys do not have a swing tackle. And it's maybe a little bit crazy. Or maybe we kind of jinxed it last night by talking about getting Isaiah Wynn on the Cowboys. Uh, because Isaiah Wynn being shopped apparently by the New England Patriots, at least according to Albert Breer from Sports Illustrated and the, and the Monday morning quarterback. But hey, listen, whether it's Isaiah Wynn or anybody else, the Cowboys are in desperate need for an offensive tackle uh, to back up Tyron Smith and Terrence Steele. Even if Tyron Smith is ready to go in week one, even if this is just a big time scare, the Cowboys swing tackle answer is not named Josh Ball. He's probably not named uh, Matt Waletsko either. And even Aviante Collins and Todd Archer tweeted about us overlooking Aviante Collins, which might be the case, but he doesn't sound like an ideal option either, right? So we'll see. We'll see. Now, JT, thank you for the update here from Patrick Nosey Walker from the DallasCowboys.com from the mothership. JT says that Patrick Walker tweeted that Tyron Smith is leaving the practice facility for the day and without any sort of limp that is definitely significant. And it's also not wearing any sort of aid device on his ankle or knees. That's definitely good. Now, it also doesn't mean anything that's uh, definitive, but... Once more, the MRI is what will actually provide answers. So let's just hope for the best. Uh, let me read some comments here while I pose this question to you in the chat. What is, your, what is one word to describe your concern level regarding Tyron Smith's injury? Let me know your answers. I will also take a look at some of your comments here. Uh, Toxic Tom says, Mo, whose fault is it that we don't have a swing tackle Give us names. But Toxic Tom, you already know the names, right? Who is in charge of building the Cowboys roster? It's Will McClay, it's Stephen Jones, and Jerry Jones. Those are the big three, right? Uh, there are more people involved in the process for sure. Even the coaching staff is involved in the process. 
but but those are the big three, definitely. Uh, let's see. He has been so great for us, says 7-Eleven, for over a decade. It's time to hang him up, says 7-Eleven. Oh, I don't know about that. Like, I, I get as frustrated as you guys about the fact that Tyron Smith hasn't been able to play full season in a long, long time. However, the guy is still so good. The guy goes out there and plays, and he's still one of the best left tackles in football, backed up by the tape, backed up by PFF grades. Really, Tyron Smith is still pretty damn good. I would still call him an elite tackle at this stage of his career. And as frustrating as it is to not have him on the field for 16 or 17 games every single year, you also don't want to move on from him, maybe. You, you, however, it's a risk management game in which if you know that Tyron Smith is a little bit, you know, exposed to injuries because of his track record, maybe you would have wanted to invest a little bit more at, at your swing tackle position because you got to know what the risk is already. So you find ways to mitigate that risk. And the Cowboys straight up didn't this offseason, which is what, what was the most frustrating. And you see, the thing is, even though we didn't like what Terrence Steele did on the left side of things last year, you had a right tackle. And you moved on from him. And maybe Terrence still could be your swing tackle. And maybe we would feel a tiny little bit better about your two tackle positions heading into the 2022 season. Let's see. Some of your one words to describe Tyrant Smith's injury. Your concern level. Rex Morgan says figures. Uh, Holly says annoyed. Toxic Tom says predictable. 7-Eleven says expected. Adrian says help. Uh, JT says meh because it was expected. Professor O cheats and he goes with two words and he says Rowdy's, Rowdy's fault. I will allow that. Depth for Jay Bird. Charlene Evans says, How in the hell? <laughs> expected says King Element. Bruce says, That's the kind of injury that I tore my LCL with. Mike Riso suggesting Eric Fisher as well on the Facebook comments. Robert Chuk gives it a grade. He says he's an eight in, in, you know, his concern level. Let's see some of your comments. Heartbreak for Cleon Johnson. Man, I like that one. Deflating. It, it, it's honestly just a deflating bit of news, I guess. But yeah, man, the Cowboys do need a swing tackle and they need him bad. And honestly, best case scenario, you still need a swing tackle. Worst case scenario, you need a starting left tackle right now. I don't know how much of an impact Isaiah Wynn, for example, uh, and that's the name that I that comes to mind because he's the name that's been in our minds for a while now, even before Tyron's injury. But Isaiah Wynn was expected or is expected to be the Patriots' starting right tackle. How much does that affect him going into 2022 if he needs to be flipped back to the to the left side if he is traded for by the Dallas Cowboys, for example. Now, Ted Prickett says that looked more like a cramp. Uh, hey, hopefully. Hopefully. Uh, and I will play the clip again for you guys, for those of you who are just now joining the show. 
it might be a cramp uh, once more. As I said, I don't think that I don't think that there is any way of knowing before actually getting the results on the on the MRI because even pro football doc, as I said, a former NFL doctor, somewhat with a, a medical background and education, he gets it wrong. So the truth is, we need to wait to hear more about it. <laughs> Jason says you don't crap you know you don't cramp in your knees Jason now but to be fair body reactions you might feel something in your leg area just reach for the leg even if it's not there like it happens uh, I don't think we can make too much out of video I don't think we can make too much out of Tyron Smith going out of the facility without any aid in his knee or in his ankle because a lot of the times for example and I'm going to cross my fingers here uh, because this is not me trying to jinx anybody. But when you get an ACL injury, you can you can jog off the field sometimes and, and not feel a thing. You can go back into the game and not feel a thing until later. So let's, let's look uh, forward to the MRI and let's just hope for the best, I guess. 7-Eleven says if it was a cramp, they would not be sending him for the for an MRI. I think you send him for an MRI, even if you uh, even if you believe it's a cramp, right? Because you want to make sure of anything, I guess. Jose Ultra Cowboy Christian says that looks like an ACL injury to me. I'm not I'm not really panicking. <laughs> oh my God, Samuel! <laughs> I'm not I'm not even uh, panicking. Based on the video, I'm just concerned about the fact that he had to exit practice and he is getting an MRI. Let's hope for the best. Let's hope for the best. And right now, honestly, the, the plan is probably until somebody is straighted for or signed from the outside, your left tackle is Josh Ball. <laughs> that is the reality of things right now. But anyways, let's move on. Let's move on to the next situation at offensive line and this is from Mike McCarthy's Wednesday press conference he talked about the left guard situation and you know he gave a surprising comment at least a surprising comment to me because Tyler Smith has been getting the first team reps in the first couple of pregame action for Dallas that will probably continue versus the Seattle Seahawks on Friday night. However, Mike McCarthy suggested that the guy that's on track to be your starting left guard in week one versus the Tampa Bay Bucks is Connor McGovern. And this is what he had to say during the press conference earlier today. That those decisions aren't going to be made. I mean, it's, you know, Con Connor is, um, I, I would put, if we started today, Connor would play there. You know, left guard. Obviously, I mean, Tyler's Tyler's coming on strong. He does a lot of good things. Uh, he's just he, he's like the rest of our rookies. They need to play. I mean, they just need to play and keep getting better. You know, and Connor Connor definitely has he has value at other other positions. You know, which which I value a lot. I mean, I I think he's a damn good fullback. I think if he lined up and played fullback, you know, 10, 12 plays a game, I mean, I think he'd be recognized. You know, for it. You know, so um, you're we're looking at all those things because, you know, we're, it's a long season and we want to be able to get in and out of as many personnel groups as we can. There you go. He he did say that, you know, the Cowboys have not made any kind of final decision, which is definitely worth pointing out. 
but it's hard to ignore that comment of just like the rest of the rookies, he needs he needs the reps, right? He and later in the press conference, he actually added that he doesn't think that you just line up a rookie over a veteran in week one, right? Or, or at the beginning of their careers. Now, things change and they change quickly in the NFL. It's not like Mike McCarthy is fully opposed to starting any rookie offensive lineman in week one because he already did it with Terrain Steele at some point. Now, circumstances were different, but he was comfortable doing so, even though we were talking about an undrafted free agent back then. And I'm pretty sure you guys remember that situation when we didn't know what to expect. And then suddenly we were hit with the changeup of Terrence Steele lined up as an undrafted rookie. So it's not like Mike McCarthy's uh, totally opposed to that in theory. And I think this will likely change. I would still expect it to change. Maybe the Cowboys are just, you know, keeping their cards close to their chest. But definitely something that caught our attention. He said that, you know, week one, our starter right now would be uh, Tyler Smith. Now, of course, Connor McGovern, excuse me. Now, Tyler Smith right now dealing with an ankle injury. He wasn't in for practice today or yesterday. However, the question was, you know, in regards to the left guard battle. So definitely a meaningful statement from Mike McCarthy. We'll see if it turns out to be significant or not. The question for you guys right now is actually just that. Do you think McCarthy's comment regarding the left guard battle is something or nothing, says uh, Ryan Doyle, that Isaac is a lock on the 53. Man, I, I don't think that he is, but hopefully he's able to, to pull off the upset and actually make the roster. I would love that. Kink elements is Tyler Smith already learning from Tyron, it seems. I am okay with McGovern, says Craig. Honestly, I'm not. Uh, I would not be comfortable with McGovern at left guard. He was not good last year, and that still concerns me. So if we do get to week one and Conor McGovern starts at left guard, I will be concerned. I definitely will be. Remember that just last year, they decided they were done with the penalties from Conor Williams. They decided to play Conor McGovern, and weeks later, they regretted it immediately. So I, I would definitely be uh, concerned about McGovern starting. Not saying that I would be insanely confident in, in Tyler Smith starting either because he definitely has a long way to go. But maybe that would tell us that they have seen something in Tyler Smith that makes them feel better about what they have in McGovern. Now, McGovern, important player, though, of course. Uh, as McCarthy said in the press conference, a lot of versatility. He can play each of the three spots on the interior of the offensive line. He's even been getting some reps at center. Some people have speculated about getting uh, McGovern in as your starting center, but that would be a surprise. Maybe these close to the regular season. Some of your answers is Mike McCarthy's comment, something or nothing. Uh, Craig says nothing. Chuck says nothing. Gregory goes with something. 7-Eleven says maybe something, but for a week or so. Some other things is primetime Phil. Jaybird, nothing. Tyler Smith needs to play like he's fighting for a job. That's why he's stating that McGovern is starting. I am leaning towards nothing as well. 
I am leaning towards nothing as well. Luis Ortiz says, do you know what you're talking about? Says Luis. I don't know if he, uh, you know, if he was talking to, to me, but Luis, uh, probably not, man. Honestly, I, I probably did not know what I'm talking about. But anyways, uh, yeah, I, I would, I will say nothing just based on the fact that he's clearly not opposed by some deep principle to playing a starter. And I do think that it means something that Tyler Smith has been getting the first team reps in preseason games, the same for joint practices. So I'm, I'm expecting number 73 to be the starter early in the season. And if they push that decision back a week or so, it wouldn't be a surprise. But hopefully, McGovern shows up in a way that he didn't show up last year. Especially when you realize that you're playing Peter Vea and Akeem Hicks in week one. And it doesn't get easier after that. For the first six weeks of the season, the Cowboys are facing killer duos at defensive tackle. Ryan Doyle says, to be honest with you, Mo, I didn't hear anything McCarthy just said. I zoned out. All I heard was wah, wah, wah. There you go. <laughs> Let's see. I'm over Jerry Jones' Holly. Let's see. Uh, Luis Ortiz says, because if McGovern, they're talking about switching to center, Josh Ball to right tackle and Tyler to left tackle next to, wait, what? If McGovern, they're talking about switching to center, Josh Ball to right tackle and Tyler to left tackle. Oh, no, that, that next to Tyron. No, what? That wouldn't be like an ideal group of five, right? I don't know if I misunderstood that one, though. Probably I did. But anyways, that's the update at the offensive line. Let's get into some positive news, though, because that was, that was a rough night for offensive line news regarding Tyron Smith. We need to wait. We need to wait until tomorrow. We'll find out more about number 77. Hopefully, it was just a scare. And if not, then I am pretty sure we will have a interesting Thursday night show here on primetime. But let's move on into Michael Gallup. Let's move on into Michael Gallup because Jerry Jones did say that the Cowboys are not placing Michael Gallup on pop to start the season, which is huge news because we talked about this earlier in the week. We talked about how Michael Gallup could complicate in a good way the roster building process for the Cowboys because it sounds like he's set to be one of the 53 Dallas Cowboys on the initial roster. And it sounds like he will stay in the roster. He will not be placed on IR. He will not start this season on pop either. So that essentially means that the Cowboys are expecting Gallup to return before week five. Why? Because otherwise you would place him on pop. You would be okay with him missing four games. You use that spot on somebody else. And then after four weeks, you bring him back and you release one player or maybe injuries figure it out for yourself because that's the way it goes in the NFL but the fact that Gallup will be a part of this 53-man roster in week one, even if he doesn't play, and he will not, as Gallup said earlier in the offseason, 
Maybe you're hoping for Gallup to be back by week three or week four. Now, this probably means bad news for some of the bottom of the roster guys, though, as we head into the season. Earlier on the week, we talked about how it could cost maybe Dennis Houston his job or maybe Simi Fehoko or one of these bottom of the depth chart players. I was thinking earlier tonight that the most affected party might also be whoever was set to be the third running back because couldn't the Cowboys be comfortable just with Ezekiel Elliott and Tony Pollard if they know they're getting Gallup back in week three, say, uh, let's put that example on the table. And maybe the Cowboys are comfortable just like they have been in recent years. Maybe they head into the season with Pollard and Zeke and they carry seven wide receivers because the Cowboys do need multiple receivers here. Uh, they, they, they will probably be aiming to go long at the position because you've got, of course, C.D. Lamp, Michael Gallup, Jalen Tolbert, who you are definitely not getting rid of, Noah Brown, and we've talked about Kevante Turvin being a roster lock as a special teamer, Dennis Houston, and Simi Fehoko. You, you might carry seven wide receivers. So what's more valuable for Dallas in the first few weeks of the season? A seventh wide receiver like Dennis Houston, especially when you essentially have five wide receivers for week one. And hear me out. This is what I mean. You carry seven on the 53. Gallup is not playing week one. And Turpin might get involved on offense, but he's more of a special of a specialist as a returner. So players that might be involved heavily on offense you're probably talking about five of them if you carry seven. If you carry six, then it gets complicated because then you will need Turpin to be ready for week one action on offense. And that's a tall task for somebody who has not been in the NFL for four years uh, since he got out of college, for somebody that's 155 pounds, even though I'm excited about Turpin as a returner, even though I get why the Cowboys are so high on him. And even though I know that he will be involved in offense in a few plays that exploit his skills, it would be a tall task out of the USFL MVP. It gets interesting. Roster building gets interesting with Michael Gallup's return. Somebody, uh, or Either the Cowboys cut one of the wide receivers that we've thought for a while that are making the roster or somebody else gets cut in another position in which the Cowboys end up going uh, short on. <laughs> oh man, shout out to Luis. Shout out to Luis who is uh, definitely engaged enough with the show to keep commenting. I love him. Let's go. <laughs> Let's see. Jose says, remember to listen to Stephen, but only hear Jerry. Jerry is the noise and Stephen is the signal. Man, at this point, I, I, I probably hear both of them. And I don't listen like closely to both of them uh, because they're, they're difficult to interpret. Not, in, not necessarily in a good way. Let's see. Let Parsons take Tyron's spot. He can do anything. This is 7-Eleven. 
Honestly, I wouldn't hate that plan. <laughs> These non-Cowboys fans amaze me, says Mickey Cox. Y'all stay in our chats. Take my head. Do we have non-Cowboys around? That's interesting. Uh, oh, yeah, man. Who, who said this? I'm trying to find this comment here. Ryan Doyle says, rest in peace, Len Dawson. I used to love watching inside the NFL in the late 80s and early 90s. NFL legend Len Cool or Cool Cool Dawson, as Joe Posnanski called him in today's article on his blog. He can be our baby worker, uh, Walker, Wes Welker Turpin, says Mark Andrews uh, regarding Turpin. He can be our Welker Turpin. I like that. I don't know what's going on, but there's definitely some action in the YouTube chat right now. Uh, but it's difficult to cut to catch up. Jared says defense because our offense is going to limp into the season. Tyler Biadish is not a bad center at all, says Toxic Tom. There you go. Hit the like button, y'all, says Toxic Tom. Over 120 in here tonight. Hey, shout out to all of you guys. Well, okay, if, you, if this is your first time in primetime, we are live every Sunday through Thursday night, 8 p.m. Central. So hit the like button if you enjoy it and make sure you tune in every night because we will stay doing this during the regular season. And I guarantee you, we will have fun. And of course, you can also find Skywalker Steel in the mornings. But yeah, hit the like button. Do me that favor because every like puts this show in front of more Cowboys fans. Anyways. Good news regarding Michael Gallup, and that actually leads us into the Freeman Mazda stat of the week for the Dallas Cowboys. And I thought it was a perfect opportunity to actually do one that has to do with Michael Gallup. But before we do that, here's the question for you guys in the chat. From 1 to 10, we've been concerned for a while about Michael Gallup. And we've been concerned about him not getting back in the first month of the regular season. We've been concerned about it being a six-week absence or eight-week absence. The Cowboys' statement of Gallup not starting on pop suggests that he will be ready before week five. So my question for me to you is, from one to ten, how will you feel about a Cowboys receiving core with Gallup in the lineup. We've talked all about CeeDee Lamb and the inexperienced receivers. If you add Michael Gallup to that lineup from 1 to 10, how will you feel? Let me know in the comments. And while you do that, we'll get into the Freeman Mazda Cowboys stat of the week. We'll try to paint a picture as to why Michael Gallup's return to this offense will be very important. It's not only about being the number two wide receiver on the team. It's about his role on offense because Michael Gallup is the isolated receiver in Kellen Moore's offense. And the Freeman Mazda Cowboys stat of the week really kind of sheds light into this because according to Next Gen stats, Michael Gallup lines up as the isolated receiver in 35% of the plays. That is number two among every NFL receiver since 2020. What does that mean? Gallup is the X on this offense. He is asked to win vertically while being lined up all by himself on one side of the formation. And that's pretty important because if anybody is able to dictate coverages, 
besides the number one receiver, who in some offenses is the X, is your X receiver. In this case, with Gallup being the number two on his team. He can win vertically. He needs to make defenses decide whether he will be matched up one-on-one with a cornerback or whether there will be some safety help involved when defending number 13. Right now, the Cowboys do not really have that guy on their offense, not until Gallup returns. 35% as the X receiver, that's the second most or the second highest rate in the entire NFL over the last two seasons. So if you have doubts about Michael Gallup, or if you are not entirely sure about the deal that they signed him to, keep this in mind. Gallup is really this important for Dallas. Schematically, he's a guy that can change how defenses approach the Dallas Cowboys offense. And that's why this is the Freeman Mazda stat of the week which, by the way, is presented to you, of course, by FreemanMazda.net. And the ride of the week is the new CX-5 Grand Touring. We need to talk about this vehicle because you need to check it out on the website. It's got all-wheel drive features, third-row seating, perfect for families, adaptive cruise control, Wi-Fi hotspot, which is a feature that I cannot get over, uh, sunroof, and a miles-per-gallon capacity of 20 in the city, that goes up to 26 in the highway. So make sure you go out and you check out freemanmazda.net and check out the CX-5 Grand Touring. You can get the interior pictures on the website. And remember that when you pick Freeman Mazda, you are picking a lifelong partnership with your car dealer. Let's see some of your answers here regarding Michael Gallup. Because I, I asked you from one to 10, how confident do you feel about the Cowboys receivers with number 13 back in the lineup when he gets back in the lineup. Let's see. Four says Craig. JT says six. Darnell says trash. MD says seven. 7.5 for Swain. Six and a half. Mickey Cox says a lot better. Five for Toxic. Five is a low score, I would say. Seven, seven. I think that seven is more or less right. Six to Midnight says, Seven, what do you think about making Turpin the fourth running back to make room for some younger receivers? Whew, I've, I've been proving wrong about Cavante Turpin so far because when, when they signed him, I was skeptical about his shot at the roster just based on his weight. I was proving wrong about that because Turpin is essentially a roster lock. But a 155-pound running back, I don't see it. I don't see it happening. He will be this, of course, this is a specialist that's also used on offense. I just hope that if he's involved in Kellen Moore's unit, let him do more than just gadget plays because that's what I would not like about Turbin. 7-7. Uh, seven, seven, Holly says, one, if it's too early, seven, if he feels, if I feel he's healthy. I like that. John Jones with the eight, Jay Bird with the eight. I will, I will go honestly with a seven and a half, but I will, but I will uh, make an important note. I'm including a little bit the fact that I do trust Dak Prescott to make these guys look good. I do. I think that Dak Prescott will have a good season. And 
That's what also makes me feel confident about this unit, especially with Gallup back. Now, if you if we consider Schultz into the equation, because we're talking about the receiving core, then you have three weapons that are pretty important. You have CD Lamp, who is the guy. You have Gallup, who is your isolated receiver, like we talked about. And you have Dalton Schultz, who is your maybe secure pair of hands. Mo says Toxic Tom, if Gallup was healthy and in game shape, it would be higher than five. I do believe that when he comes back, he will come back uh, being healthy. I don't think that a Cowboys will rush him back in a negative way. I mean, the timetables kind of fit if you think about it. It's not like he is making a surprisingly early return. And no, he's not practicing with pads on, but you know, we're still we're still a couple of weeks away from the NFL kickoff. So let's be patient. Let's be patient. I do agree with Craig here, though, that Lamp has to step up big. Yeah, Lamp Lamp has to be the guy that that takes this offense to the next level and that is able to make up for Gallup's absence early in the season, and then is able to just. Be the guy that connects with Dak Prescott. Now, see, I, I cannot agree in in consecutive back to back uh, in consecutive comments from Craig because even though I agree with Lamb having to step up big, I don't agree that Gallup is average at best. I think that's. I think, I think Craig doesn't even believe that. There's no way. There's no way you turn on Michael Gallup tape. And you reach the conclusion that he is average at best. Craig, I think not even you really believes that. There's no way. He is an ex receiver and he's a good guy at it. He, like, he does a great job at it. And that's something that's coveted in the NFL. Gallup would have gotten paid outside of Dallas, too. I'm pretty confident about that. And it's not like he has this torn Achilles injury that he's dealing with. It's a torn ACL. Definitely way better than average. Way better than average. I'm not sure if he can be a number one receiver on, on any NFL team, like it's usually said. But if you can be this good of an X receiver, you have a good shot at it. So yeah, I definitely feel way more confident about a gallop. Anyways, ladies and gentlemen, that will be it for me tonight on Primetime. Do me a favor, hit the like button because every like puts this show in front of more Cowboys fans. I will see you tomorrow, 8 p.m. Central. Check out adcsports.com slash Dallas. And I'm pretty sure that by tomorrow, we will likely know about any given Tyron Smith update. You might even get it while you tune into Skywalker Steel's show tomorrow morning. Uh, also, make sure you check that out. And I'm here every Sunday through Thursday night, 8 p.m. Central. A lot of people on the show tonight. So if you enjoyed it for the first time, uh, welcome. Welcome to the primetime community. And I hope to see you again. One more question. Jaybird says, what do you think about keeping Tyler Smith at left guard, right free agency for a replacement left tackle, and grab a left tackle round one next year? Short answer for you, Jaybird. But I think this is definitely an option. Like if, if Tyler Smith 
ends up having this solid rookie year at left guard. I think you don't necessarily force his transition towards the outside. And I think we should talk more about that later. But thank you to Six to Midnight. Thank you to Kenneth Fraser, Charlene Evans. Uh, thank you to all of you for tuning into the show. I will see you tomorrow night. Bye-bye. Adios.